Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Basefish Mafia. Basefish Mafia is an NFT that is a unique and non-interchangeable unit of data stored on a digital ledger. NFTs can be used to represent easily reproductive items such as photos, videos, audio, and other types of digital files as unique items. For more information, make sure you follow them on all social media platforms. Basefish Mafia, join the family. Life and football are very similar. Without an identity, you will not achieve your ultimate prize. Defense wants championships. Pride and passion meet success. You gotta love what you do. Thank you for listening to the East West Football Podcast with Jerry Martinez, Kendall Whitley, and now here is your host, Fidel Barraza. Down by one, pressure coming. Cousins deck throws it up for Jefferson. Big third down. Hurts keeps. Hurts cuts. Hurts has the first down. And Jalen Hurts let him just put it away for the Eagles. Touchdown. His third of the day. Well, when my athlete's better than your athlete that's surfing, guess what? It's time to go to the beach because I'm gone. Stick my foot in the ground and roll. Give him the reins and it's worked out for a decade and a half. Second and ten. Look out. And that is batted and up in the air and it winds up in the hands of Cam Sutton. Cam Hayward batted it in the air. Cam to Cam. On a second down 10, Sermon and Samuel in the backfield. It's a give to Debo Samuel and he's gliding his way all the way into the end zone. And that's a 49er touchdown. And those were some of the sounds from week 11 in the NFL. Thank you so much for listening to the East West Football Podcast. Fidel here with Kendall and Jerry, like always. Fellas, how you doing? Doing good, man. Hey, it was a good Sunday of football. Now we better get ready for some turkey. <laughs> yeah, man. A little bit heartbroken with these Cowboys, man. But, you know, I think it happens to every team that are anybody that that is ruining their team and and they don't come away with a dub, you know? Yeah, and we are recording this on a Monday night, so we currently have the Giants uh, visiting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Right now, the score is 10 to 17. Uh, New York uh, has the ball, and it's going to be third down, third and nine for them. But let's go and talk about the games yesterday. Um, what stood out to you the most, Jerry? Man, I, I think that uh, I think some teams are starting to really show who you know show their. I, I don't want to say identity, but they are really starting to. Um, starting to seat themselves in position to get ready to get into the playoffs. I think like one of the most notable games was the Vikings versus the Packers. I think that that, that just shows you, right? Because, um, and, you know, earlier in the earlier 
we had the Cowboys having Cooper Rush, a backup quarterback, go in there and, you know, beat the, beat the Vikings. But then you have Aaron Rodgers, who was fighting all the way to the end. That, that game was all the way to the end. And uh, the Vikings came away with a very good win. Um, some teams that we expected to regress or take a couple steps back. Um, oh, oh, one more team to add with the actual Vikings is the Colts, man. Wow. And Carson Wentz is looking is looking pretty good out there, man. I, I mean, if he doesn't see it, if he doesn't see the pass available down the air, He's gonna go. He's gonna go ahead and run it, you know. And that's always been a part of his nature. But uh, let's take let's let's take it. Let's take a look at some of the teams, like the Steelers and the Chargers. You know, the Chargers look like they're gonna blow, you know, a potential a game that they already had in the bag and and whatnot. So yeah, my biggest takeaway is that some of the teams are starting to settle down and they're starting to buckle. You know, they're starting to buck buckle in and make sure that they punch in their card into the playoffs. I must say with that Chargers game, I mean, typically the game that, that, that they played last night against Steelers, those are normally the games that they lose. <laughs> those are normally the games that the Chargers lose, and somehow they, they came away with a win last night. So that was good. Justin Herbert played real, very good. Um, I, he, he was flawed. I don't even think he got – he probably got sacked about twice, but he, he was flawless for the most part. Um, Michael Williams is an absolute animal on the outside of wide receiver. They got Kenan Allen, Jared Cook, and they got their tight end from the um, XFL, um, Parham, Parham. So they got um Austin Eckler, you know, they got stars all across the field. And the Steelers were, let's not forget, the Steelers were out a few key starters on defense. But still, that was a great job by the Chargers winning that game because that's typically the game that they lose. They, they they just do things. They find different ways to lose, but they didn't last night. They came through, and they keep themselves alive in the AFC playoff picture. Austin Eckler looked real good, too. Yeah, he did. And let's not forget, I mean, Ben Roethlisberger, no practice the whole week uh, due to COVID. I think uh, his final negative test was Friday night. So, I mean, he looked pretty good for not practicing all week. Uh, now, there was a holding call, I believe, towards the end of the, of the mm-hmm. game that the refs missed um, that led to Justin Herbert uh, being able to scramble for, I want to say, about 10 to 15 yards. Uh, but besides that, I mean, look, I thought Pittsburgh was going to come back and they were going to win this game. Yeah. I mean, like I said, it like kind of like what I tried saying earlier, I mean, I mean, it just looked like it was going to be the, the same old Chargers, right? Making the same old mistakes and not finding a way to lose the game. And it looked like it almost. And, I mean, for whatever reason, it just it just didn't work out, man. Yeah, the other, the other game that stood out to me was, you know, the Colts going into Buffalo and beating the Bills the way they did. Uh, Jonathan, Jonathan Taylor's a stud. I mean, there's yes. no way around it, right? I believe he scored, it was it four touchdowns or five? Five. Five touchdowns for Jonathan Taylor. So he he was one away from the record, but yeah, I mean, wow. I think that Jonathan Taylor had. I think it just shows you if you have the right defense in place and you have the right running game, it really helps out the whoever's behind center. And in this case, Carson Wentz is just is able to 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 make the plays that he needs to not force. Uh, you know what what he's done in the past. Yeah, and we gotta we gotta give we gotta give um big time credit to Fidel on the Vikings because he's been on the Vikings for the past month or so and they came sure. through with a um with a big win yesterday against Green Bay and I've been wondering he's been talking about the Vikings I'm like I, I don't see it yet but they came through yesterday there was a pretty there was a good game by Minnesota to finish that because I thought it was gonna lose it yeah, yeah and, Jefferson looked real good yeah, he's a stud and, and look I mean it's November the twenty second we always see teams that kind of get in the hot streak uh, you know that begins in November. And they just ride that moment uh, momentum into the playoffs. 
Now, I do want to talk about that Vikings and Packers game really quick. So apparently Aaron Rodgers has a toe injury, and this is it's, it's worse than turf toe. Uh, not exactly, I don't know exactly how, you know, I know turf toe is pretty bad, but I mean, what else could it be? Uh, so he was talking about that uh, during the press conference after the game. Uh, they got a hard game this weekend coming up too, as the Rams uh, coming off that bye week. So we'll see how Aaron Rodgers and that toe responds. Yeah. I, and, you know, Turtle has been pretty bad. And the only reason I know is because we've seen Deion Sanders over the years. In fact, I think he just had surgery. Most was, that, was it for that? I think he had surgery on his toe. And I don't know if anybody's ever seen uh, Deion's toes. Oh, my goodness. Uh, they are just crooked and crazy. It just looks it looks I don't know. Do, it just do they look like do they look like Shaquille O'Neal's toes? Uh, I've never really, I've never really paid attention. Candle's seen them before. I know, I know he has. So. Yeah, <laughs> they're, pretty, they're pretty gross. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, they're pretty gross. Uh, the one thing that I will say, I guess, to give a visual to our audience is, uh, you know, the long toe that's right next to the big toe. So that toe is overlapping his his big toe. It just looks like if, it, if he managed to cross his fingers, I guess, or cross his toes. So, yeah, that, if you needed a visual, that's how bad it is. So I can only imagine, especially for a quarterback who relies so much on on his footwork and and uh, launching point, especially with Aaron Rodgers, who, you know, a lot of times he uses his toes to, you know, launch these yeah. these these, these long passes down the field. So, I mean, it's going to be a, it's going to be a story to, to keep an eye out and uh, we'll see how he deals with it for the rest of the season. How about the the Baltimore Ravens going into Chicago with a backup quarterback in Tyler Huntley and getting that last second win in you know against the Bears? That was just nuts. I mean, you you would think right, Lamar is Lamar is a superstar, and yeah. for them to be able to find a quarterback that that could be a backup to him, that almost looked like one of the most rarest things to accomplish, right? Because you know, not everybody can be a Lamar Jackson. Am I am I right on the statement? Yeah. I mean, the guy's just what he could do with his feet. And now we've been seeing this year with the evolution of his arm. You know, he's starting to evolve into becoming his own quarterback uh, of sorts. Uh, but for them to be able to have that quarterback in place and be able to do what Lamar's done, it just it's very impressive. It just shows you. Yeah, and then also uh, real quick, Justin Fields uh, did suffer a rib injury. Uh, they got a quick turnaround as they play uh, in Detroit on Thanksgiving Day. Uh, so it looks like he's going to be out, and Andy Dalton is expected to be the starter for the Bears on Thursday. Yeah, that's, that's crucial right there. And um, what do y'all think is going on with Seattle? Do y'all think, I mean, that their time is up, especially with their division because San Francisco, they're trending up. They got the Rams, they got Cardinals. It's like Seattle's on the outside looking in. And, is, I mean, is Russ happy there? Is this, is this the final – the final days of the Russell and Pete Carroll marriage. What do y'all think is going on there? Well, I kind of, I kind of alluded to that on Sunday, didn't I? I said, I mean, we remember them as being Legion of Boom, having the great defense, and you know, uh, it didn't take much for for Russell Wilson to do anything. And uh, for whatever reason, the team building that the uh, Seahawks have been doing these last two, three years have have had their fans questioning what direction are we headed in as a team um you know and what are we doing on defense and what are we doing with these first round draft picks because 
ultimately when you see your your you know your quarterback you know being smacked around you know being tossed around and you know not having the time and and then they pretty much do not even have a rush a rushing attack you know there's no rushing game involved so i mean honestly i just think that that right now i didn't wasn't it wasn't there a report out there earlier in the offseason that Pete carroll calls all the shots now yeah and uh it goes to show you that maybe you know sometimes you know um you got to be careful on how much how much are you how much power are you going to give to your actual head coach now, i understand that you know sometimes these head coaches need that kind of power and structure to be able to mold this team but that team was already molded and i think that you know snyder needs to do some real good homework and and you know help that offensive line if they want to keep russell wilson around and keep him healthy i mean I mean, it's good to have a DK Mecca, but how, who's going to be passing them the ball? That's the question. Yeah, and then I, I think whenever your your best defensive player cannot cover, that's a problem, and that's the problem that the Seahawks currently have. Uh, look, Seattle's got multiple issues. Uh, Chris Carson, obviously, is going to be out for the whole season dealing with that neck injury. I'm not too sure if Russell is back with the Seahawks next year. Like, there is going to be major changes with that team, um, and – the other person I'm not too sure if he's going to be there is going to be Pete Carroll. I mean, I, 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 I'm not going to sit here and say, you know, that doesn't surprise me, but honestly, the hand warmer thing that happened two weeks ago doesn't look good. You know what I mean? Especially at what? 77 years old. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, I, I think next year in Seattle, you're either going to get one or the other, which is going to be Russell Wilson or Pete Carroll. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, either Russ is going to leave or Pete's going to leave or one of them is going to stay. Yeah, and it's kind of hard to say goodbye to somebody that's been so good for you and still has, what, at least minimal three years. I mean, at this rate with these quarterbacks, I mean, he's still one of the younger ones. I think he's, what, 33, 34 around there? Yeah. I mean, he looks like he can still have that Aaron Rodgers type effect, and Aaron Rodgers is, is what, 37, going on 38, so – yeah, man, uh, I think that it's going to they're, they're going to have to come together and see exactly what would be the best fit for them. The other team or let's talk about this game yesterday, the Tennessee Titans with a, with a huge letdown yesterday, huge. losing to the Houston Texans at home. That was that was huge. That was that was um, surprising to me, to say the least. But I mean, I think I, I didn't call it during the, during the pregame. But I did say, like, watch out. I told Walter, um, Walter, the senior draft analyst from East West, that it was going to be a uh, that's a sneaky trap game. But um, Walter went; he kept going with Tennessee, but he took um, Houston with the points and whatnot. And I um, that game, Tennessee threw four interceptions, and that I mean that was just a sloppy game. They had some turnovers, a couple of fumbles, um, probably not fumbles, but um, on, I know they know they had some mishaps on special teams. They had it was a pretty bad game with Tennessee and Houston. They they came away with a win. I thought it was gonna give it away there at the end, but uh, yeah, that that was just a that was just a weird game, and it was a sloppy game too. It was raining there too. You did say though in the in our pregame show on Sunday, you're like, "Oh, I want to go with Houston," but you stuck with the Titans. Uh, so yeah, I remember that. Uh, you know, honestly, it just shows you the beauty of of the NFL, right? Is that there's no such thing as a lock to win, and uh, if anything, going forward, I think that the uh, Tennessee Titans have to, you know, they do have to t- 
take into consideration you have an uh, an ascending Colts team, uh, so you're no longer the lone the lone wolves the lone wolves in the AFC South. Yeah, look, the Bills are they're in some trouble too. I mean, we got New England yeah. just beat annihilated the Falcons twenty five to zero, and the Bills still play the Patriots twice this year, I believe. Still, still yeah, yeah, they still got two games to go with the Pats. Yep, a couple of weeks on one of the games on Monday Night Football. I think it's, that game's in Buffalo, and then I think um, New England gets a bye. No, we get it. Yeah, we get get a bye, and then they um they go um Buffalo comes to Foxborough. No, what they get the Colts, and then they get a bye, and then they get Buffalo. It's, it's somewhere, somewhere like that. But I know they get them. They got them twice in a three week span. Now I did read a report earlier uh, about Derrick Henry that they're saying he's making great progress. And he might be available early January, which would be right before the playoffs start. Yeah, I think we had seen that report, right? That, you know, that best case scenario was he would be available for the playoffs. Um, they they definitely need him. Oh, um, yeah. I mean, because they've been, you know, they have Adrian Peterson. I think what's in the other one? Jeremy Nichols. Is that yeah. McNichols. And, and I think there's one more. Deont- Deontay Foreman. There you go, Deontay Foreman, and they've all tried to. They all tried, but you know, unfortunately, it's a that's a very hard. Those are very, those are some very large shoes. Number one to fill. <laughs> so I think if I think if anything, that could probably that could maybe be a saving grace for them, but uh, they still they still need to uh, they still need to do. You know they still need to fix some things on offense. And, and uh, AJ Brown got hurt yesterday. He on the um the reports came out that the X rays were negative on his shoulder and his ribs or whatnot. So that's good news. But they got a big game this Sunday going into New England on, at one o'clock. So it's gonna be without Julio potentially. I mean without Julio, without Henry potentially, potentially without AJ Brown. That's that's tough sledding there for Tennessee. There they they they're and Bud Dupree's out. They got they got banged up team right now. What do you, you think? What do you think? Because since you are very big on wide receivers, Kendall, and you have been on record saying that the Patriots should have drafted AJ Brown, what's going on with that? What's going on with him? I mean, it's not. I mean, what is it? If you could pinpoint one thing, what is going on with AJ Brown? He's not the same AJ Brown as he was. Well, this doesn't look like he's has a hungry. He looks like yeah. he's injury prone. I mean, he looks yeah, like he's turning into a diva within a within one season. Yeah, you took it right up. Man. He's been it's not like he's been injury prone this year. His stats are kind of down. Uh, he does he does have like two or three hundred yards games, but you thought with them bringing in Julio that his stats would go up. But Julio, I mean, Julio's stats not you know he's always always hurt. But Julio's stats ain't ain't ain't, ain't too good this year in his first year with Tennessee. AJ Brown's stats has taken a hit this year. He's been the claim. He's missed a couple of games too. But he's been hurt. He's been banged up a lot this year, and I don't even know he's going to play this Sunday. It's kind of early, too early to tell right now. But I just don't know. I don't know what's going on with AJ completely right now. But um, yeah, I didn't want New England to bring him in and draft him that year. But you know, we did. We took Nikhil Harry. But yeah, that's you no. Know, you just have to see how things go there in Tennessee. I hope I know he um AJ's dealing with some stuff off the field and whatnot, and I wish him the best there. But I mean, I just it's just one of the things you have to monitor there in Tennessee with AJ Brown. Yeah, it's unfortunate. You know, I, I was really excited for A.J. Brown this season, and, man, uh, it's just so frustrating to see this, especially when you need a, a big-time player to step in 
uh, especially for Derrick Henry. Yeah, they need Derrick Henry um, really bad, and I think that's affecting the passing game as well. Uh, sure. They're not biting out. They're going to try to run the football. What surprised you the most from Sunday's games? Well, I would want to say I kind of want to. I kind of want to lean towards the Cowboys, right? Um, it, it it's almost like to for me, right? Who's a big Cowboy follower, and I'm pretty sure we have an audience that listens to the Cowboys, and I'm pretty sure you guys know too. Why is it? That I know, I understand that a lot of the success that they've had this season, it's because of a culture change, right? And that's what I've been hearing all off season. How Mike McCarthy has gone in there and changed the complete culture. Uh, that's why you don't have players like Jalen Smith anymore. But my biggest thing is they made a decision before the game to start Connor McGovern over Connor Williams, right? And the reason for that being said was because Connor Williams had um what was the what was the word they used? I believe it was something along the lines was due to his um penalties. They decided to move in a different direction. So with that being said, why is it that when I can see it and the fans can see it and even the opposing teams can see it, why do why is it that you, when during the game, you're seeing this stuff happen, why don't you make the accommodations? Why don't you get the personnel on there? It's not like Connor Williams hasn't played and, you know, weeks or is injured. Hey, you know what? McGovern is obviously getting torn up by Chris Jones. Why don't you make those changes? And then when Tyron Smith gets healthy, hey, man, <clears throat> let's go ahead and slide Leilon Collins on the inside and give him the opportunity to, to, to be the guard that you need him to be. Terrence Steele has shown that he can help, he can hold down the positions that you need him to. Liam at your right tackle, and then go ahead and run with Tyron Smith at your left tackle. Because I will say this, if you look at that game, especially in the second half, the Cowboys held the Chiefs offense to just three points. If you had that protection and you did not allow Chris Jones to be so disruptive, I feel that the Cowboys would have had a fighting chance and been able to go ahead and put up some numbers and maybe even a way to, to come away with a win. So I'm just saying, I don't understand why is it that these coaches kind of get into their head that, hey, we don't need to make the adjustments. We're going to roll with this to make a statement. You know what I mean? Especially when every win is a very important win. Yeah, and then, I mean, for me, it was the Browns. I mean, they had a disappointing performance, and I understand that they won the game, but they won by, like, three points with no Jared Goff, and I can't even name the backup quarterback for the Detroit Lions. Yeah, I was boiled. I'll tell you what surprised me. I mean, everybody talked about Cam coming home and coming back to town, but people forget that Tyler Heineke, Taylor, it's a Taylor? Or Tyler yeah. Tyler Heineke, right? Tyler yeah, Heineke was um, was once a Carolina Panther, too, and he came back home yesterday. He showed up yesterday, had a pretty big game. And that was surprising me. That surprised me there with him going off like against that good Carolina Panthers defense. So that was, nobody's talking about that, but he um maybe he heard all the, all the um everybody talking about Cam coming back home, returning home, but Taylor, um, he came in, had a pretty good game yesterday and led Washington to a win. Yeah, no, that was a very impressive win on the road. 
good for a coach, Ron Rivera, you know, going back to Carolina and beating his former team. That must have felt good for him. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> can you imagine? I mean, I know that, you know, all, all is fair, especially in the NFL when you're playing sports. But can you imagine Cam's uh, – <laughs> uh his post his post intergame interview if he would have came yes there you go right popping up in the superman right oh man i i saw multiple memes uh yesterday when yeah. uh, you know he did the big hype entrance and all you know before the game and they're like yeah, man yeah, cam yeah. did all that just for, to take an l <laughs> yeah i'm just saying if he wins you know he's gonna yeah i mean look at last week's uh postseason uh interview i mean but still cam still put up a i mean he still had a, a, a pretty good game i mean he looked good I mean, he did. He looked good. I think that right now, uh, the way the, the way the uh, the South is kind of going, I mean, it's, it's trending in an unusual way right now. Uh, let, let's get a little update right now. I mean, <clears throat> how are our Bucks doing right now? Let's see. Uh, Bucks are dominating the Giants right now at this moment. Yeah. Uh, Twenty-four ten, right? Twenty-four ten. Yep. Daniel Jones just threw a terrible interception. Oh, they might have got drafted quarterback this coming this coming offseason, man. I don't know. I think that they're the, the Giants just have one of the most stubborn. Um, I, well, can't say that, right? But they're but still, it's because they're co-owners. The co the co-owners are very stubborn, and I, I for whatever reason they they are in love with Daniel Jones. I don't know if Gettleman will be there next se- next off season, but I will tell you this: I think Daniel Jones will be there. But they should definitely address this as, as soon as possible. I just when you look at Daniel Jones, it looks like he just does not have, you know, that awareness or that understanding. I mean, you should be able to hear somebody that's gonna, that's creeping up on your left, on your right, to be able to get that ball off. It's frustrating, man. I mean, I I've, I've been seeing the Giants, you know, for pretty much all my life since they're been in the a part of the Cowboys division, and you know, to see from to see that they actually had. A couple of Super Bowls under Eli Manning to what they are now. It's just, it's, it's unfortunate. All right, coming up next, we will preview Thursday's football action as we do have a triple header on Thanksgiving. Stick around. All right, guys, let's talk about the Thursday slate of games for Thanksgiving. Start off with the early one, the Chicago Bears visiting the Detroit Lions. Uh, Andy Dalton will be the starting quarterback for the Chicago Bears in this game. And uh, I'm not too sure on Jared Goff's status at this moment. You know, oh, go ahead, Kendall. Yeah, I was just going to say, um, this would this be the week that the Detroit Lions finally get their first win? You know, we know they got a tie with Pittsburgh, but I mean, this is probably their best opportunity. The Bears are not playing good right now. I mean, they just lost a close one to Baltimore, and Justin Fields is out. Any Dalton's you know, the veterans playing. They still got some weapons there in Chicago in the offense. Khalil Max out, out for the year, but I mean, I, this might be their best opportunity to get a win. So, <laughs> what you guys think? You know, I, I will say this. I mean, when you look at the at the stats, man, they're both at you know as far as third down efficiency. Right now, the Detroit Lions have uh, uh, just a uh, they they have a slight edge as far as third down efficiency. So they're 
you know, when I say third down efficiency, are they completing that? Are they getting the first the first down? Chicago's at thirty. Uh, Chicago's at thirty one percent. Detroit's at thirty four percent. I mean, when you look at the stats overall, I mean, dang. I, I mean, I think that everything is it's in its favor for the Lions, right, to, you know, maybe get golf back and, and get back into the swing of things, you know? Yeah, I mean, if they don't win this game, I don't know if they're going to win any any games this year. And that would um, be the first team in history. Uh, let's see. So Jared Goff was limited in practice today. So, I mean, maybe he plays, maybe he doesn't. Um, regardless, uh, you know, Andy Dalton came in, and he, and he played well for the Bears. Um, I like the Bears in this game. Yeah. Well, the thing is that their defense is is, is a little bit better than the actual – than the, the defense is a, is a little bit better than the actual uh, – what the Lions are able to do offensively. But when you look at the Lions and the, and, and the Bears, they're, like, tied. They're averaging like 16 points a game. That's insane. So uh, yeah, man, I'm I'm rooting for the Lions in this case. You know, being that my hometown, uh, that's my alma mater is the Lions. So <laughs> let's see if the Lions can get this game. And as much as I, as much as right now, I think the Bears defense can help them carry to help them. The, the any defense can help your team. You know, ultimately come away with that with that win. And how do y'all feel? How do y'all feel about Justin Fields and the Bears in their future? Do y'all, do y'all think he's the answer there? And does he to build that team around him? I mean, what what does Chicago miss? I like the the wide receivers with Allen Robinson and Mooney, and on no, they got good um Goodwin there. They got some piece. They got tight. They got they got some depth at tight end. And that defense in Chicago has always been pretty good for the most part. But I mean, what do you guys think they is missing there? Coaching. Yep, coaching is the biggest thing, I think, for the Bears. I mean, I've liked what I've seen from Justin Fields. I think he's gotten better each and every week. Um, it's just that coaching, man. It's just – to me, it's not there. Not only that, but Justin Fields is a baller, man, and he's going to adapt. He's going to get better. He's going to go to the lab in the offseason and learn exactly where he made his mistakes, and then he's just going to get – he's always had that mental toughness, especially in college. So, I mean – you know, having to face Trevor Lawrence, you know, and uh, since he's been a kid, I mean, they both know exactly what competition is. And I think that future looks bright for the Bears if they get the right coaching staff in place. All right. So let's talk about the noon game, uh, which features the struggling Las Vegas Raiders at the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, so obviously, Amari Cooper is going to be out due to COVID uh, protocol. And then the CD Lamb, he, he suffered a concussion yesterday. So he must clear. Uh, concussion protocol to be able to play on Thursday. So, I mean, there's still a slight chance he will be, but not 100% sure if he's going to be uh, able to play for the Cowboys on Thursday. Yeah, I think yeah. there's some optimism that um, C.D. Lamb will be playing in this game. I think he has a good chance to play. I mean, it was a bad hit when he hit his head back um, on the ground this past um, yesterday against the Kansas City Chiefs. So, I mean, it's it's it's, probably, it's up in the air right now, but that's this for here is gonna be this is the noon game. The um when everybody's eating around this around this time, everybody's gonna got fat and full around this time here. But this is um this is this one's gonna this gonna be a good one, man. Don't the Cowboys cannot overlook the Raiders just because of their record. I think they're a lot they're a little better than the record. They do got some talent there on that team, 
So it's gonna me and me. Um, so it, it's it's gonna be a good game. Raiders coming off a disappointing loss to Cincinnati. So I'm pretty sure they're gonna be coming in hungry and w- wants to get a win. Yeah, I think that right now the the one thing that's for sure that the Cowboys have going for them is uh, that defense. Michael Parsons is just uh, an absolute monster. Wherever they put him, he's gonna excel. And uh, you know, if if it's anything like it was with the uh, with the Chiefs. The Raiders are going to have to be uh, – they're going to have to find ways to make sure they get that ball out of Derek Carr's hands fast and uh, furious style. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a tough game for the Raiders to win. I mean, they have not been able to establish the run pretty much all season. Um, they've been struggling with the passing game as well. Um, obviously, they've had a lot of distractions this year. But, I mean, if, you, if Derek wants a new contract with the team, is going to have to start performing, and I know the team right now is 500. I mean, they cannot afford to lose this game at all. The Raiders had a they had a good start, you know, everything was going good, and then like you said, these distractions kind of just added up, and then like the team morale overall. I mean, I think it's like any workforce in, environment. I mean, when something like that tragically happens, and you know, it's just it's just a ripple effect down the whole team, and then, I mean, that was in. I mean, aside from that big distraction, you also had the whole John Gruden distraction too. Yeah. So, I mean, first and foremost, I think once the Raiders are able to establish the right coaching staff in place, have the right defense corner, the right, I mean, not that the defensive corner is bad. I think if anything, it's just a lot of moving parts on defense. And then on offense, of course, get the right offensive coordinator in place and then allow you know, your scouting department and your general manager to bring in the right personnel that's going to that's gonna only complement uh, what Derek Carr can do. Because Derek Carr is still one of the top top quarterbacks in the league right now. Yeah, but for whatever reason, he's he's struggling, man. I mean, there's players open, and he's, I don't know if he's just not seeing them. or And, and even, like, they got to get the ball to Darren Waller more. In fact, even when he's not open, Derek has to throw him to be open, if that makes sense. Um, who do you guys like in this game? Well, I'm a homer, so give me the Cowboys. I'm going to go with the Cowboys. In the, I think it's going to be a close game. I'm going with the Cowboys. I'm going to go 27-24 Dallas. And I'm a homer, too, so I'm going to stick with the Raiders, even though they've been playing like crap these last three games. I will say this. I, I saw somewhere where they asked, they asked Dak if he was upset. He says, no, I am pissed with the last game with the Chiefs. So I don't think that that man needs any more <laughs> fuel in his fire. And then the nightcap, uh, Buffalo Bills visiting the struggling New Orleans Saints. Um, obviously, both teams having a terrible losses this past weekend. Um, Josh Allen, I think, is primed to have a big game, though, in New Orleans. I can, I can definitely see that. I can see that. But no, but against this Saints, this, that Saints defense is good. The offense probably ain't been showing up um, lately since Winston been out. But this, this Saints defense is for real. Well, I didn't see it yesterday. I didn't see that defense yeah. yesterday, man. Yeah, but what we've seen this Saints defense do a number on some good time, on some big time offense this year. Look, they did the Tampa, Tampa a few weeks ago. So I mean, this, this Saints defense can play, and I think if they can keep it close, Trevor Simeon can make a few throws, um, make a few plays or whatnot. And I think the Saints can win, but I'm gonna go with Buffalo, and a close one. They coming, they coming off an ugly, ugly loss, and I mean the coach just beat them up. And it seems like the teams that are physical are the ones that gives Buffalo problems. Look at look what Tennessee did early, earlier this year. 
I mean, look at Jacksonville. Look at um, just look look at the coach. They coming in. They rent Jonathan Taylor had a career day on. Them. So it looks like these physical teams is what giving Buffalo problem. They get to play New England twice next few week, next few weeks. They're a physical team. So I think I'm gonna go with the Buffalo because they're gonna rebound. They're gonna rebound. I think but I'm gonna go with Buffalo and I'm gonna go 23 to 17 Buffalo. Yeah, I think Buffalo actually their defense right now. Buffalo's defense is ranked number one in the NFL right now. So uh, just like you were saying about the Saints defense, I think that the uh, I think that this will be a bounce back game for Buffalo. Yeah, I like the Bills in this one. I think uh, the game might get out of hand towards the end. I don't know what Buffalo defense ranked number one after yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> and some quick notes from around the NFL. Giants fire offensive coordinator Jason Garrett. Texans cut running back Phillip Lindsay. Titans cut running back Adrian Peterson. Titans sign wide receiver Golden Tate. 49ers sign wide receiver Devin Funches. Falcons signed punter Thomas Morstead, and the Jets placed Joe Flacco and Mike White on the COVID list. Thank you, everyone out there, for listening. We won't be having a special live stream on Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on all social media platforms right before the Bears and the Lions kick off on Thursday morning. Have a great Thanksgiving, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great night, and uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. I'm DC. I host the Rock Podcast. Back to the arena, the interviews. It's about a 30-minute podcast where I talk one-on-one with a band who has released new music. You can find us on all the best podcast sites like Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, and more. If you're a rock band like me, subscribe today to Back to the Arena, the interviews. Electric Welcome to Transforming 45, the podcast that celebrates the incredible power of passionate voices. I'm your host, Lisa Boat. Join me in conversation with heart-led humans who share their deeply personal stories of transformation. Transforming 45 is here to uplift, connect, and remind you that it's never too late to write your next chapter. So get ready to be inspired, empowered, and transformed. Join me in this community where through powerful storytelling, we heal and reclaim our inherent magic. Electric acid. Electric acid.